A staple I do in all my interviews in order to start things off is to ask that you elaborate a bit about your work and this particular role for those not familiar with it. Okie dokie. My name's Tom Clark Hill, and I'm a voiceover, voiceover actor, but I started out as a musician. I'm still a musician. I play the double bass and the electric bass, and I've done a bit of acting as well. And uh, I got into stand-up comedy when I was in Los Angeles and met some voiceover artists, and I decided that would be another uh, bow to put into my quiver, and it's worked out great. Well, that's uh, quite a wheelhouse you have going on there. Yeah. In Sniper Elite 5, you provide the voice for Carl Fairburn. Could you tell us a bit about the character and the situation he finds himself in? Well, Carl Fairburn, um, I did I did Sniper Elite 2, 3, 4, and 5. And uh, so each one is different stages of World War II. And I really found 5 interesting because it's getting closer to where I live. I live in England now. And um, I could relate to all those places in France and also... Um, you know, the Channel Islands and all of that stuff. And, uh, yeah, the situation he finds himself in is he gets to save the day. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Again, you know. And talk real low, you know. It's behind you, man. Watch out. You, like you get just the voice just... Yeah. It just hits my mind from playing the games. It, it's amazing. That's the beauty of voiceovers because once you get the job, and you get established in the job, people have that imprint in their head. It's like um, I did the voice of Tony the Tiger for Kellogg's Frosties for many, many years. Ooh. And I remember after, after Kellogg's Frosties, they're great. And after about the second or third year, um, these kids came up to my car one time, and I, I think I did the voice. And they went, wow, you sound just like the guy on the TV. And I went, wait a second. I am the guy on the TV. <laughs> so... <laughs> oh. it's, it's, I've been real blessed to be able to, to do that stuff. That's that's incredible. Uh, there have been numerous Sniper Elite and Zombie Army spinoff entries over the years. Reflecting on the character, how do you think he has changed over time? And do you have a favorite entry in the series? Um, I hardly even played the games when I first got it. And um, when lockdown came, um, actually my older son is, is really good at, at gaming. Mm. And he he put up a little thing of me trying to play Sniper Elite. And I'm just getting shot left and right, man. You know, and and um, but during lockdown, I went through three just as the the novice. Then I went through four as the novice. And then I moved them. By the time I quit playing on four, I get strung out on it. I was like, you know, that you get shot once and you start over again. So I have a, a special affinity for four and especially um, the one with the trains, the train up on the trellis there, you know. That okay, thing. that that scene, and also the the Italian the Italian village, I like that too. But was that your question? <laughs> yeah, no, basically, yeah, it's just yeah. you know. I mean, it's it's it's. I think I think every and and one thing that that um, I didn't take advantage of too was being able to isolate each uh, sort of area and learn how to you know the the one on one the different waves that come at you. I get too frustrated doing that. So I would I would go through a campaign, and then if things got too heavy, I would retreat back into the last area, which my son said was, you know, being a wimp. That's a clever way to play the game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you feel was one of the more memorable moments for the character in terms of a voice line you did or just a particular part of the whole experience that you most enjoyed? Um, well, let's see. <laughs> 
I don't know, man. There's 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 so many little one-liners that are good, but uh, one bullet could save the war or change. The, one bullet could change the future. Or I forget what it is, you know, that sort of stuff. I, I like all those little, those little, you know, and, and uh, when when you shoot one of the Nazi bad guys, you know. I don't know. I can't, nothing's popping to mind at the top of my head. What's your favorite? Well, I just I just found an old script. You know, this is uh, there's one where where he's uh, taken out all the uh, the turrets or whatever they're called. You know, that makes two. Our fly boys can thank me later. Our fly boys can thank me later, man. Another AA gun. I should knock it out. Hmm. The main gate's gonna be heavily guarded. I should try and find a way around it. Good thinking, Carl. Good thinking, Carl. <laughs> yeah. Once I've dealt with the Nazis out there, it should be a quiet place into the castle. We can party. Oh, here's a great line. Carl kills the ground sniper. Better luck next time. <laughs> That's those are the quips I'm talking about, like the quick little like one two sentence, like or two worded sentence, yeah. like right after you kill somebody. Yeah. It's just hilarious. Yeah, I'll be back. Yeah, another tiger. I hate tigers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that that was perfect. Right. Have you have you finished Sniper Elite Five? Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was great. I loved it. How long did that take you? Several hours. Right. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good, man. Somebody yeah. told me, somebody told me it took them over twenty hours. Ooh. Well, it depends on how fast you know. I'm I'm reviewing it, so like I play it ahead of time, and I gotta I gotta get it done right. So. All right. Yeah. When preparing to voice Carl. Were you given any initial direction in regards to the character, just in terms of examples of prep work to prepare for the performance? Um, when I originally auditioned for Carl, I met with uh, the head of Rebellion, Jason Kingsley, and um, we just kind of sat there and looked at some lines, and I gave him my take on what I do. And, I, and if anything, um, they've always pulled me back. You know, look, there's somebody on top of that building. A little bit less somebody up on top of that building just quiet all the time which is great because i mean so many voiceover jobs i mean i do all kinds of stuff you know and some kind of crazy crazy screamy sort of stuff you know like and then yeah i've done a bunch of, of games where they go oh could we have another 15 second death rattle as you're hanging on the barbed wire fence and someone's shooting here and you go ah, like that you know and uh, alien versus predator was the best line. So he says, "Oh no, this is actually where the alien is reaching down into your throat and pulling your pulling your guts out, your esophagus, or something like that." You know, and you go like that. And the Carl stuff, he never gets excited. He hardly ever gets excited. Every once in a while, he might yell at somebody, but it's like a medium sort of pitch. I love it, you know. And, and um, <laughs> we do a couple hours, three or four hours of sessions, and they go, "Oh, can you do a little bit longer?" And I go. Yeah, I guess I could do a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, he, he is very, very middle tone, very, yeah, yeah. very, con usually composed and ready to go, I find. Yeah. So what's it like to see your voice attached to a game character? It's it's hilarious. For, for I think Sniper Elite, either two or three, 
one time I, I got into playing out and I was sitting there in my in my boxer shorts like at one in the morning I couldn't sleep I came downstairs and I'm doing this stuff and then and it's like my son my oldest son would where he would just skip through all the monologues at the beginning of you know setting up the thing but um I've got he comes in I don't know he's there and and I, the the script for it's up there and I'm going you know 1943 blah 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 and I'm saying all this stuff you know sitting there in my <laughs> sitting there you know in my boxers man playing this game and he goes dad he goes that's really sad man <laughs> but I, it's so cool it's so cool and and i remember too um i did a game called kill zone and um, i was a character called rico and he talked like this all the time and uh it wasn't politically correct so they kicked me out of kill zone too uh, but but uh kill zone one i remember like you voice this stuff but you can't see the character and then when they actually show this guy he's this big huge dude you know got the biggest guns and stuff like that and and it, and it starts to inflate your ego a little party goes wow look at me but it, you know then, and then reality comes in that ain't you man it's just your voice and a character that sort of thing but yeah it's fun it's fun it, i i um i'm blown away you know by the this aspect of my career that took off like i say i started in music and then I started doing a little bit of comedy, met some voiceover guys. The first guy I, I think I met at the comedy store in L.A. a long time ago was the parrot off of uh, Aladdin. This guy named Gilbert Godfrey oh. passed away not long ago. And I just heard him say, hey, I made $10,000 this morning talking like a parrot. And I thought, wow, how'd you do that, man? And then um, I, I started taking some voiceover classes and then it just all went from there. Because it's a, it's a, you know, acting, acting is brutal. You, know, you walk into a room and there's like 10 other guys in suits look just like you and you go up in front of these casting agents and they listen a little bit and go, yeah next sort of a thing but voiceover stuff is they they generally know what you're like you're going to sound like before they even get you in and you've got a shot you know so i'm gonna turn my phone off here so yeah okay so i guess i'll jump ahead a little bit to uh, get to a more relevant question. You've been attached to a number of games over the years. Has that process of voiceover work changed a lot since you started? Uh, it's like I, I just did mention there was Sniper Elite, or uh, not Sniper Elite, with Killzone. Um, now, more and more, um, everything's becoming ethnically specific. Uh, whereas, you know, uh, you might do a Hispanic voice or something like that. It's not like I'm taking, making fun of anybody, man. You know, but they, they'll say, oh, no, you can't do that because you're a, a white Anglo-Saxon, you know, guy. We're going to get a, a, an actual Latino, which I, I think is cool. I think it's cool, you know, but I mean, that that has changed a lot. I was in another game called Time Splitters where I was Cortez. And Cortez, time to split. He was like that, you know, and I got that voice kind of a, a, a cross between Hat James Brown and... um. And um, there was a DJ named Wolfman Jack. Hat Muzzy Baby, the Wolfman Jack. And um, I think if there is a new one, I doubt if I'll get the part just because of that, you know, the, the whole thing where everything is ethnically specific now. But I got no problem with it. You know, I've been lucky. And, and, um, and also the other thing, too, is, is that um, especially with lockdown, um, everything changed. Everything changed. All the people that were too cool to have their own home studio were scrambling, you know, and I got some, I got some great jobs during 
uh, lockdown because I've always had a home studio. I've never lived in, when I moved to England, everybody says, oh, you better live in London or you won't get any work. And and I said, no, I'm going to live in the Midlands because I'm, I'm my first wife was from here and I moved over. It was more of a family move. I didn't want to raise my kids in Southern California for various reasons. And um, so I wasn't going to live in, an, I wasn't going to move from LA to another city. And I moved to uh, like the outside of Birmingham, this little place called Droitwich. And, uh, you know, it's like, you know, it's probably say, yeah, how many, there hasn't been one drive-by shooting in Droitwich. It was a drive-by shouting in front of the chippy, you know, you call these mushy peas, mate. You know, that, that's about as heavy as it gets around here. You know, so um, my whole, my whole thing for moving over here was, it was a family move, not a, not a career move. And then, um, so I've always, as soon as, do you know what ISDN is? ISDN was a digital telephone system. And as soon as that came out, you were able to record anywhere in the world. You know, you could, they, they could get a digital signal between you and me, you know, and, and uh, there's some delay a little bit sometimes, you know, but it, it changed the whole ballpark. So I've always had a, a, a home studio. I had ISDN and now we record everything down the line, that sort of stuff too. I still go into town sometimes, but everybody that that was too cool to have their home studio because they were in London or something like that, or, or in a big city where they had a lot of studios to pick from were scrambling. And so now a lot of people have, have uh, got good setups at home and the, the industry's changed that way. You know, you want something done, you can get it done right now. Somebody, you know, you're five hours ahead or five hours behind or something like that. And the person you want isn't available. You know, you can find somebody else in minutes. It's just fascinating to hear about that kind of change because you've been in the game for so long. Yeah. So I, I guess this also pivots into another later question I had. So time splitters, anything going on with that? I imagine you just kind of said you, you know, you haven't been working on anything because they're apparently remastering or doing a new one or something like I that. Did, I did. There was a fan based thing where they uh, a reboot or something. I I should I should have. Uh wrote down what it was, but somebody, some, it's like a fan base, sort of a reboot or something. Um, I did some, I did some voices for them not long ago, I think within the last year. Hmm. And I'm not sure if they made like a little, a little clip of it or something like that. And I also did a, an interview with somebody. Um, it's all a blur, Jason. It's all a blur. <laughs> it's all a blur, you know, but, but um, I'd love to do it again. I'd love to, I'd love to be involved in that. That was a, that was a hilarious game, man. I loved it. And, and I love the fact they, they really, uh, took their time uh, writing the stuff and making a lot of comic moments. And, and also, uh, yeah, it was, it was uh, a lot of the time we got to uh, do the voice sessions in ensemble where we would bounce off each other and say, oh man, you know, that'd be funnier if I said that, or I'd be, that'd be funnier if you did that sort of a thing, as opposed to most of the time you go in and, and uh, somebody's already done their lines. You just read what they would have said then you react to that, which isn't the same. And it, and it takes away the, the chance to come up with something better right then. And with the people in the other side of the glass, they'll say, yeah, okay, okay, you can change that. You know, so the closest thing I've ever, I've ever got to that situation is a, a cartoon that's on Netflix called Robozuna. And my son and I are both in that. And we, all, we did that in ensembles before lockdown. And uh, it was, it's what I imagine what it would be like working on The Simpsons or something like that, where you, you get a chance to see the script, uh, put you have your own input, and bounce off each other, and it's like like improv acting almost. Quite collaborative. Yeah. 
I would imagine that you've grown accustomed to the character of Carl over the years. Do you have interest in further exploring this character down the road? Sure. Bring it on. Sniper Elite 6. Come on. (laughs) Where where do you think he would end up in the next one? I don't know, man. I hope he doesn't get as old as Clint Eastwood did. You know? You're going to come back for an old man uh, Carl character at some point? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, 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 uh, the beauty of voiceover stuff is, is, uh, it's not how old you look, it's how, it's how old you can sound, mm. that sort of thing. And my, I don't know if I haven't really, <clears throat> I haven't put, uh, I'm a little croaky right now because I woke up just about an hour ago, but, um, I haven't really, like, compared the way I sound in five to the way I sounded in two mm. or three and four, that sort of thing. There's been a couple of games, or not games, but, um, campaigns that i've been on that went over the years and i can hear a little bit of difference but for the most part i can still keep my voice up pretty high you know so i'm, I'm not i'm not talking like that yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah impressive uh what are some other characters and or performances that people might know you from i know we've gone over a few but just anything you want to plug in and talk about there well which witcher was a good uh series that i did uh, um oh, it was eskel and witcher and he was he was just kind of another sort of down here sort of a voice and um that that was a, a fun game too because that had some really good writing in it and a lot of different little areas you know and i remember there was one where you get a horse drunk so that was that was probably bad <laughs> all right perfect uh that's all of the questions i had lastly i'd like to leave a spot for you to go over anything i might have missed over the interview or if you want to plug anything um yeah, I've got nothing to plug at the moment. I'm, I'm playing a gig tonight in Birmingham. I'll see how many people can fly over for that. They wouldn't make it on time. Um, yeah, but uh, thanks for doing what you do. I think it's great that, that um, there's this platform for people to be able to, to see a little bit into the game before they get into it. And then also once they get stuck, because I remember, you know, like different, different levels and different places just being so frustrated and not knowing how to get out almost to the point of where I'd quit playing a game. But now it's like, it's almost like you, you have to not look if you want to figure it out yourself. Because the guys, guys like you that, that, that are on it and figuring it out right away. But yeah. Well, thank you for your time. All right.